And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, May the 10th, 2022, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel. I'm doing well. I'm coming at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. I'm going to throw a couple statistics your way, and then I'm going to come at you with my hot take. Okay, you ready? Mm -hmm. All right, the Red Sox are 0-6 in extra inning games. They're 3-7 in games decided by one run, and they have blown 9 of 14 save opportunities. Yes. Which is a ridiculous number. Um, so my hot take is the Red Sox are playing baseball. Oh, also outside of their three, four and five, no, sorry, two, three and four hitters. Right. Every other, every other place in the batting order has an OPS at least 35 points below league average. So my hot take is the Red Sox are playing baseball so poorly right now that I've started paying attention to the NBA playoffs again. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, the playoffs are, the NBA playoffs are just long enough that they can rope you back into a, what you thought the basketball season was right. over. And you're like, oh, the playoffs are still going on. Maybe I'll pay attention to that. <laughs> right, exactly. And the Celtics <laughs> are playing like pretty good basketball right now. That's like a good series they have going with the Bucks right now. So. <laughs> And if you've been listening to this podcast for the past few weeks, I've been talking a lot of shit about the NBA playoffs. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that is a hot take. That is a hot take. That that is is yeah. desperate times. Uh, yeah, no, the Red Sox are in. Do they have the worst record in the American League? I don't know about the American League, but they're in last place in the AL East. I think they have the worst record in the American League. I think they may have. No, they don't. Detroit's, Detroit and Kansas City both only have nine wins. Oh, uh, okay. Boston is 10 and 19. Kansas City is 9 and 17. For actually a slightly better winning percentage, sorry. And Detroit is 9 and 21. Ooh, Detroit's 9 and 21. That's 345 a- winning percentage, two in their last, they've won two of their last 10 and lost five in a row. Yikes. So we're up 6-4 right now in the eighth inning, which makes this a save opportunity, I'm pretty sure. So, like... Who's doing that? Uh, it's a it's a combination Deakman? of people. Deakman, Robles, and Barnes, for the most part. Has Barnes about the been Red just Sox. garbage? Yeah, he's had a couple good outings and then a couple bad... Like, he... He didn't pitch at the beginning of the season. I think he didn't have a full spring training, so they like brought him back slowly, and then he pitched pretty well. But his last couple outings, he's really fucked it up. And yeah. the thing, the thing about the Red Sox is that their bullpen ERA, I think, is the worst in in the American League. Um, but it's not like the Red Sox starting pitching has been really good, and they're like you know mid inning relief has been good and their late inning relief has been so terrible yeah, it's just been it's like it's got to be historically bad like oh and six in extra inning games give me a break and yeah. nine of 14 save opportunities that's a ridiculous number I'm gonna... i gotta i gotta say like but last year, you know, we were talking, I think we've talked about the Red Sox bullpen. I was like, I don't know. And I feel like it's the same thing that's happened with, with Seattle a little bit this year. We, we started pretty strong out and then it's kind of all the bottom sort of falling out in our bullpen. Our pitching, our starting rotation has been pretty solid, but our bullpen has been some hot garbage a little bit. And I think it's the same, same thing. It's like, we have guys that are like, when they're hit, when they're hitting their spots are good, but it's like, if you, if you don't have good enough stuff coming out of the bullpen, you have to be hitting your spots. And if you're not hitting your spots, you're like throwing batting practice to some of those five guys, you know, it's like, if you're not pumping 98 up there, you better be doing something else special. It's like, I don't know, <clears throat> kind of some of these middling relievers, you know, sometimes the luck runs out. And that's why I feel like we're having a little regression in both of our bullpens. I think, uh, Yeah. Well, and then, but here's the thing is that the Red Sox problem isn't even really 
doesn't end in their bullpen. Like they can't hit the ball. Like if you can get through the middle of the order, then you have not like nothing to worry about. So wait, so is that like is that like Vasquez and JBJ? It's uh, yeah, JBJ, Vasquez, Dahlbeck, Franchi Cordero, Kike Hernandez, Trevor Trevor Story, Christian Arroyo, you, Kevin Plawecki. All of these guys cannot hit the ball. They're like guaranteed. Not, not hitting it. No, Story hasn't been uh, hitting the ball. Boy got booed at Fenway. Oh yeah, that ha- that'll happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's not that big of a news. Um, that's not big news. I don't know. But, they'll let you. They'll let you hear it over at Fenway Park, man. If you're not doing well. That's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of those guys. I'm. I think PK Hernandez is a classic. Like when he's hot, he's really fucking good. But when he's not, he's below average you know what i mean like yeah um, and bobby dalbeck's that, a little untested but that's sort of surprising but like i've always thought christian vasquez was been had been getting lucky he didn't seem like the, he, he seemed like he was hitting over his head before but yeah i don't fucking know yeah well you know i don't worry so much about christian vasquez or jbj necessarily because like they they're there for know, other I reasons J, i think jbj is at number one or number two in defensive runs saved in major league baseball right now. So like, you yeah. know, there's value there. And Kristen Vasquez is a really good catcher and, you know, yeah, that's yeah. A, no, no, that's important. That's important too. So it's like, you know, it's Bobby Dahlbeck who strikes out every single time he comes to the plate. And he's playing first time. base. And he's playing first base. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, if you could hit a home run once every 10 at-bats, like that would at least make pitchers concerned about him. But as if you is, hit a home run every 10 at-bats, you're like Barry Bonds. No, I mean, that's no. 60 home runs. Well, whatever, 20 at-bats. If you just hit a home run from time to time, people then like at least have that in their head. But he comes up to the plate, you can just see it. Pitchers are just throwing fastballs directly down the middle of the plate and he strikes out every single time mm-hmm. mm. well <laughs> anyway it's bad it's been really hard to watch um at least you got the basketball playoffs and so <laughs> <laughs> i so feel like back the playoffs in on the basketball playoffs <laughs> which have been pretty uh i feel like it's been kind of like a eventful playoffs it seems like there's a lot going on maybe i'll just pay more attention than normal you guys are always talking shit about it. Exciting. The thing, you know, the thing about the Red Sox is that they're going to get better at some point. You have to believe that. Um, Probably. Man, it's so hard right now. Yeah. And you're in the AL East, right? Right. At least three other teams that are legitimate playoff contenders in that division. And so you can't really afford to fall eight or nine games back. No, we're ten and a half games out of first place right now, and or maybe yeah. maybe more. No, I think ten and a half. Right. That's not great. It's not great. And the, like, so we're up six four right now. We scored scored all of our runs in the second inning, and that's Where the way it's been going. Uh, Atlanta. Oh. And that's the way it's been going. Too, is, is Atlanta game. Boston's natural rival? Uh, there's like a historic rivalry there because Boston, they, like, to they were the be Boston in Boston. They were the Boston Braves. But don't we don't doesn't everybody play a interleague game an, an interleague series against the same team every yeah, year? But that's only because no. yeah. Well, no, I, I Thomas is mostly correct because everybody else in the Eastern divisions. Well, if you count Toronto and the Montreal Expos. No, no. In Major League Baseball, worked into the schedule outside of the standard interleague play. There was, at least I thought, Mariners play San Diego Padres. We played the San Diego Padres like every year. Yeah. Whether we're playing the NL West or not in interleague. And before that, we were playing them, I feel like. Yeah, White Sox have the Cubs. Yankees. And you guys play a series against the Cubs every year, right? Every year, yeah. The White Sox and the Cubs play each other every year. And, and the Mets, I think the Mets and the Yankees, obviously. And I think I think that Boston and Atlanta play each other every year. 
I Maybe. think, but I think that's largely because okay, you can make the argument that they used to be the Boston Braves, but well, I mean, they just they don't have anybody else in their state, so you have to kind of mismatch a few. The, got the Miami, ones. Tampa, you've got Baltimore, Washington, you've got Mets, Yankees, and then what? Philly, Toronto. I guess. Yeah, I don't. That's what I, I don't know. That's why I'm. Yeah, I guess they're saying that Philly versus Toronto and Boston versus Atlanta is a more natural rivalry than the opposite. Like, what's the least natural rivalry in interleague play? It might be Seattle, San Diego. Yeah, that's I. We call it the Vetter Cup. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, who who are the Arizona Diamondbacks AL rivals? No, because the Rangers might- in Houston. Rangers and Houston are in the same division. Yeah, not anymore. Oh, the Rangers and the yeah. Sorry, my bad. So, so it's got to be Rockies. Rangers and the Rockies, I think. Yeah, it's got to be Rockies, Diamondbacks versus Rangers, Astros, right? Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> anyway. Toronto really is the Philadelphia of Canada, too. It, it really is. Holy yeah. shit! I never yeah. thought about that. <laughs> it's totally fucking is. That's funny. <laughs> And I love that. Well, that's weird though, because I love the well, no, I like Toronto too. Yeah, Philadelphia is fine, but Toronto I saw a prostitute in an alley in Toronto with the dirtiest crotch I've ever seen in my life. In Toronto, really? Yeah, it was horrifying. She had white pants on and her whole like the whole never mind. This story is awful. <laughs> I was gonna let you tell it. <laughs> she was just wearing like she was a prostitute in an alley and she was like yelling at like we were loading out of a club and that she was like obviously like I don't know. But she yelled at us and she was standing in the alley yelling at us. And like the, the thing I noticed was like, holy shit, her she was wearing white pants and they were just really dirty, specifically in like certain air, like anyway, whatever. That sounds like a rather traumatic memory. It was kind of it was kind of weird. I think if I hadn't been so drunk, I would have gotten really depressed, but I kind of we kind of forgot about it. Okay, good. Yeah. So until now it all came rushing back. <laughs> well, no, I, I think now I've sort of started talking about it and then I remembered all of the feelings that I had like oh the awkward <laughs> like whoa I wish that this hadn't happened kind of feeling <laughs> what year was it um 2008 yeah. yeah that makes sense um all right well, anyway let me introduce you also joining us as per usual is Thomas Thomas how's it going can you introduce me as somebody else after telling that horrible story <laughs> Uh, it's going pretty good joel i'm uh i I feel like i'm not allowed back into montreal since i got really drunk and started a bonfire in an alleyway one time they probably don't care that much but yeah montreal's cool i'm i have mixed feelings about canada but we shouldn't go get into that now right this is an anti-canada podcast (laughs) i didn't say that either god damn it joel (laughs) Uh, I'm doing fine. I'm coming at you hot live from Seattle, Washington, where it's 52 degrees and not quite raining right now. Um, it's spring though, and I was gonna say that I might be the most cursed man again. I, I, I've further received further information or affirmation after I spoke of the Mariners' high point. They've gone into a spiral and have lost like. 10 of their last 12. I think the last time where I was on this podcast, I said that this was as good as it was going to get for Mariner fans. And I might stand proven correct on that one. But then I also am like the only person that could have ever willed spring not to happen in Seattle, just by saying that it was already spring. We've now, we, we, we're going to skip entirely. We're going to be, it's going to be winter and then it's going to be summer. And I, it's because I predicted, I said it was my hot take that we were going to go into spring. It's been raining the whole time. But I've changed my mind because my hot take is actually that I may not be that upset with the universal DH. And this oh, is a hot take. Yeah, only, I like it. Only among the company that we keep here. I think the rest of the waking world is pretty into the universal DH. And I think a lot of baseball, I, I think we here at, at Dump on the Ump who hold, have till this point held it. Officially, our official position was anti-universal DH. I know, I, 100%. I think we were in the minority. That's why, but but what I'm saying is why I think it's my my hot take 
for us, but it's also my hot take for us because the reason that I thought that was today when I was watching or yesterday when I was watching the Mariners and the Phillies play and Bryce Harper came up and I was excited to watch Bryce Harper bat. And during the at bat, they told me that he was DHing because he's got a bum elbow and he can't throw. And I thought, oh, that's great. And I guess I don't mind the universal DH because I get to watch Bryce Harper bat. And I thought that's going to piss Joel off really bad. Wait a minute. No, wait. Why would that piss me off? I don't like Bryce Harper, but you're going to watch him bat regardless. You're not yeah, you don't like Bryce Harper. Yeah. And my, 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 my ability to enjoy more Bryce Harper, I would feel like would stand sort of in contra- contrast to your, your official position. Sure. No, no, I understand that, but I'm not going to miss out on him batting. I'm not going to get to watch him play right field or whatever. Right, right. Which I saw a video of Bryce Harper who trying, he tried to douse somebody in Gatorade after a game and the guy dodged and they dropped the Gatorade barrel and then he tripped over the Gatorade barrel and ate shit like face first into the dirt of the warning track. <laughs> the, the whole throwing water on the player, the, the player of the game or whatever in the MLB is like really going kind of wild at this point. I mean, I mean the Mariners do it every night that they win even even if they lose <laughs> that no that would be a thing that would be a commitment yeah right because it's like oh you blew the save asshole here's a bunch of icy gatorade <laughs> actually it would make more sense really it's like hey you guys why don't we do this the opposite way but it's like you're you're punishing let, let's because in seattle it's been cold so they're all freezing there because it, it happens during that post-game interview with the root network anchor and so every game she's talking to whoever the star of the game was and they get doused and by the end of it she's like you must be freezing get inside the locker room and they're like ha ah, thanks yeah <laughs> you your punishment for blowing a save is getting doused in icy cold gatorade yeah, or like, yeah, exactly. And then you can't take a shower for a while. Yeah, fucking asshole. You get to stay out here in the 20-degree weather. You got to clean the dugout. I like it. I think we're under something. <laughs> oh, man. No, I like that. Um, the AL West is kind of interesting right now. Only as long as the Angels stay interesting. Which as long as the, exactly. That's exactly what I was about to say. Do you think the They're Angels, crushing Tampa Bay right now. Are they? they? Yeah, eight nothing. What inning? I don't know. Yeah. Because um, my two, Tampa Bay has a really good bullpen. My two teams in the AL that I'm like, are they for real? Oh. Angels and the Twins. Because they both come off to good starts, and I have serious questions about both of them. I think Sorry. those are both questions. You haven't introduced yourself, though. Are we getting into the? No, I will introduce myself. I'm watching this game. This is ridiculous. The White Sox are about to lose again. Hey, my name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. I'm a White Sox fan, and uh, my hot take is that that should be an out, and they should challenge that. My other hot take is this, and I want to know what you guys think about this. I do not need a reason to hate a baseball player. I hate Josh Naylor, the first baseman for the Cleveland Guardians. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah, what a name. Fuck that. Guy. I mean, I mean, I, 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 the, the, you, you're saying you don't need a reason, but you have a reason. I know we all know exactly what your reason is. But I hated him before he hit eight OBIs last night. But you're, you're, it's, it's been exacerbated by that experience and, and, the, and the post, everything that's come sort of as that was happening and since then. Him coming around the, the score there, that video of him like freaking out on, it, it was kind of a pretty ridiculous. No, he so for for listeners of the podcast, the White Sox blew an eight to two lead in the bottom of the ninth. Josh Naylor, the Guardians won in the eleventh inning. Josh Naylor had eight OBIs all after the eighth inning on two home runs and a double, which is good. Like, damn, like no, good for him. But fuck that guy. And so I was like, we need to throw at Josh Naylor. Which may have been an overreaction. I understand that. I was angry. For listeners of the podcast, after we lost that game, 
I literally threw everything off of my dining room table onto the floor, but trash and bill, unpaid bills and books. And then I woke up this morning and I was like, what the fuck happened? And then I remembered about that because I was so furious. You were also drinking. Yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah, that's beside the point. The point is that we blew an eight to two lead in the bottom of the ninth inning. Yeah, that sounds awful. Um, top of the ninth inning, I suppose. <laughs> However, but here's my thing. Like, people are like, well, you don't hate Josh Naylor. Here's like a random good thing he did. He's a good guy. He's overcome injuries. He, like, donates to some children's cancer charity. Fuck that. I Real don't him. care about Real that. Right, fucking hit him right in the ribs. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, plant one right in his ribs. That's what I'm saying. Well, you know, I yeah. Go ahead. Well, because like, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. Because I don't hate him in the category that I hate Aroldis Chapman, right? Right. You think Aroldis Chapman is like a horrible human being? Aroldis Chapman is a horrible human being. Verifiable. Verifiable. Trevor Bauer is verifiably a horrible human being, right? I hate those guys. I also hate Josh Naylor, not a verifiable, hu- uh, horrible human being. But, yeah, but I, as a baseball fan, do not <laughs> need him to be a verified blue check, horrible human being to be able to hate him. And so people need to get off my dick about that. That's what I'm saying. You're allowed to hate whoever you want to hate. I hate Aaron Judge. You know what? Aaron Judge, not a verified horrible human being. Right. Fucking hate Aaron Judge. Uh, uh, well, I mean, you know, I think, I think you're, I think I'm going to say that I think your hate for Josh Naylor will dissipate over time. Oh, I don't know. I really hate Josh. I mean, you might always dislike him, but I imagine that you're it, like, <laughs> you won't, it won't be this, this passionate forever sure right right the night after he hit eight obis in after the eighth inning and i mean the way he acted in in the process was yeah. like it was especially like rubbing salt in the, but you know i think there was also well, that sure. was but i think i also i watched that happen and i thought of you because i think a lot of that was him performing and there i think that there was people in the audience there that were really might have been letting him have it and maybe not in a nice way and he seemed like it had got to him and it seemed like it drove him to perform. And he, at the end of, was definitely like speaking directly to a few people in the crowd. Yeah. And, and if I'm a Cleveland Guardians fan, that's what I want. Like as a White Sox fan, if Tim Anderson hits a three run home run in the 11th inning and then starts talking shit to let's say Cleveland fans, I am all about that. I would love that to happen. Good. Like, let me, like, does that make sense? Like good for him, but I fucking hate that guy. Does that make sense? Yeah, because he was doing it to your team. So it's a very simple, it's a simple equation. I don't think it's a, like, I I think it's a, and you're, and it's also a division rival. So you see him a a certain amount of times every year. You've seen him many times leading up to Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, and Cleveland's always pissing you guys off and whatever. But like, so I don't think it's abnormal. And I don't, and I'm surprised that more, that most of these people who I'm assuming are on White Sox Twitter are giving you a hard time about it and not being like, yeah, fuck Josh Naylor. The question I had though was, is dump on the umps, are we, do we have an official plunking position? We're pro plunk. I don't think we do. That's a real, I don't, hmm. Because I mean, you guys have both said yeah. hit him. Like you, you, like you're like hit him, and Sam's like, yeah, hit him. And I'm like, I, I kind do often lean. I was like that. <laughs> what? And I, I, I was like that, and I stand by that statement. Okay, no, and I, I, I that's what I'm saying. So, so is because I'm like, I've been, I've been a fish, I've been a pro plunker for a long time, but of, unfortunately, I think it's among a lot of the baseball company I keep mostly on the internet it's generally frowned upon by like I think maybe more recent generations but well, I've always thought it was fine is, like who, who gives a shit if hit with I'm anti the unwritten rules of baseball but see then that doesn't make any sense and that's a complete that's a walking contradiction there understood correct yeah okay 
well, so no, then I'm not I'm not throwing at a guy like okay hmm you were correct let me walk this back because you don't throw against a guy because he violated you know you don't throw against a guy because he pimped on you after hitting a three-year-run home run so then why do you want to hit Josh Naylor because you're mad and you're, <laughs> you're fucking mad and you gotta get your team going and I would say like Throwing at Josh Naylor, they did it like this is an entire moot point because the White Sox threw at nobody and they won the game tonight. So fine, but you did win. Yeah, we did win. We we they right before you started talking a bunch. Cleveland just now brought the tying run to the base, ground out to first. White Sox win. Um, Who was pitching for the White Sox? Giolito started. Uh, Graveman was pitching. I don't think he closed. Did he get the save? Uh, I I don't know. Graveman has been really good for the White Sox. I really. He's given up a few runs though. He's been a great setup man. It's gone Graveman, setup, uh, Hendricks close, and it's been good except when we. Hendricks has had a couple of spots. Yeah, I support the big Australian. My point is, is that. You want to get your team fired up, right? You just blew a six-run lead in the bottom of the ninth, and you let this guy – he did. it's not dirty. He's not playing dirty. I'm not accusing Josh Naylor of doing anything dirty. But the guy showed you up. He had eight OBIs and three at-bats after the eighth inning. Fucking plunk, plunk his ass. Like, fucking plunk his ass. Or – what I, okay, so but so like the, like the, the nerds will say that you know you hit somebody that's decreasing your percentages of winning. Yeah, but it's gonna get the fans fired up. It's gonna get the team fired up. It's gonna get Tony ejected. You don't. Is it gonna get the team pumped up? Like, I mean, they, they, now they're like waiting for like, them one of them. I to would get not hit. say don't have Giolito throw at him. Like bring in Aaron Bummer. And just be like Aaron Bummer, throw at his butt. Like, don't throw at his head, throw at his ass, and just make it clear that you threw at him. And then get Bummer ejected. Have Tony Luza come out and argue. Get Tony ejected. Get the hometown fans fired up. Like, that's that's good managing. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I don't know. Sam, did the Red Sox win yet? For the listeners at no, home, but all they three did. of us are watching actively baseball games. Well, not Joel anymore. That's why he started no, talking. No, my team's over. Yeah, that's why I'm talking. My team. <laughs> no, the Red Sam's Sox... going to the bottom of the ninth here, up by five runs, though, I noticed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just scored three runs in the top of the ninth, so that was good. Trevor Story had a two RBI single. Oh, good. Hey, look at that. Maybe he'll wake up. Yeah, maybe. Uh, he had a couple good games, but it never really seems to lead to anything consistent. He also got drilled in the head. Um, Trevor, are you talking about Trevor Story right now? Trevor Story. He got drilled in the head. He didn't leave the game, but it was like that was a testament to like helmet technology more than anything else, I think. Because he re- like he took it right in the side of the head, 96 mile an hour fastball. And he they pitch him in a lot and he seems a little jumpy since then. So yeah. But he doesn't have his timing. Like, he didn't really have any spring training because he signed late and then he had a baby. And so his timing's just been off all season. I don't know. Right. And he's not in Coors Field. Do you think that's a real thing? That, yeah. Yeah. I, agree. I mean, you know, I feel like a hitter's a hitter. If you're a good hitter, you're a good hitter. Yeah. And they, you know, he had bad home road splits in Colorado, but then like there was a whole thing that I read about how like everybody who plays in Colorado has bad home road splits. And then when they leave Colorado, it's like not so bad. Like DJ LeMayhew had really bad home road splits when he played in Colorado and then he went to New York and he's fine, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I think that it might affect power numbers, but. And, you know, Trevor Story hasn't had a home run yet, so maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, so I want to give a shout-out to Justin. Justin was on the podcast last week uh, from Bad Guy Radio. Shout-out to him. 
he is a White Sox, Red Sox fan. And so, Sam, I want to bring this up because uh, Justin was getting dragged a little bit on Twitter last week when the White Sox swept the Red Sox uh-huh. because he was pulling for the Red Sox. Now, right. I think that it, I'm pretty sure I talked to him about this. It was a tactical decision. He's like, the Red Sox can't afford to be buried in this division. And so he was rooting for the Red Sox to win some games. How many saves did we blow in that series? Two or just one? I think just one, but you ne- we never scored more than four runs. They were all low-scoring games. Right. Um, oh, yeah, you definitely blew at least one save. For the Philly. Yeah. No, we did blow. We blew at least one. Yeah, so it was White Sox won 4-2. White Sox won 3-1 in the 10th. You blew two saves. No, you only blew one save. White Sox won three two. You only blew one one of those saves. But it was four two three one three two. All low scoring, all close game. Like the Chicago White Sox did not uh, let me say cover themselves in glory in that series. But they did get the sweep. They got the sweep of the Cubs, they got the sweep of the Red Sox which was nice from a White Sox family. But again, this gets back to the problem of Boston's got this anemic offense right now. And what are you going to do about that? And the thing is, is that like our starting pitching has been like putting us in a really good position. Your run differential is lousy. Yeah. Well, we can't score runs. And we've gotten blown out in late innings a couple of times. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and, you know, so the, the, the real, I mean, my real thought, though, was like, so we got L.A. Dodgers, L.A. Angels, New York oh. Yankees, New York Mets, all leading their divisions. Which is, in my estimation or in my understanding, what Joel wants for the major league baseball, these teams with big payrolls to have success. So it, it encourages the rest of the teams to spend what big and enjoy the same success. But and that puts you in the unenviable position of think, saying rooting for the angels, the Yankees, the Mets and the Dodgers. I guess you, you really only hate the Yankees out of that crew. Huh? Correct. What? Yeah, no, I, I, uh, yeah, no, you were correct. Okay. So, I hate the Yankees. I hate the Yankees more than I hate the Cubs. If there's a Cubs-Yankees World Series, I will not watch, and I will generally hope that the Cubs win that World Series, just because I have friends who are Cubs fans, um, and, and I want good things to happen to them. But I hate the Cubs also. Those are the two teams I hate. But not as much as the Yankees. No, not nearly as much. It's weird when I watch baseball games. I do not get, like, I enjoy it when I get shot in Florida over the Cubs losing, and I think it's funny because the Cubs are kind of a shit show. But right I know, especially right now, the Cubs are kind of a shit show right now. But I don't get, I don't hate them the way that I hate the Yankees. Uh, ben Japanese dude's playing really well, isn't he? Yeah, Suzuki's cool. Yeah, he's good. He's good. They've got they've got a couple of good dudes. Uh, what are you going to do? Are they are the Cubs going to reach a point? What 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 if they get likable? Or well, just, do you just, do you just hate them, them because you're a White Sox fan? Yeah, no, I hate them because I'm a White Sox fan. Um, you chose a side, and you're sticking with that. Correct. David, wait, Ross is their coach, right? What's David Ross and David I, Ross. Uh, that guy's the man. I've lost so much. He's not a good manager. I I used to think he was a good manager. He's Sam loves him, though. Yeah, well, I do love him. He's, he played for the Red Sox when we won I know. at least one of our World Series. He, played for and he was like John Lester's perfect, like, oh, no, I know. Catcher. I but, remember you know, I think he's like I think he's like a good old, good old boy. I think. Yeah, he's a, he's a full on grit lord. 
yeah, fried chicken and beer. I think he was part of all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He like yeah. smoking cigars yeah. with the boys. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He probably got like a, you know, a handicap. But they, you know, they hired him to kind of be the guy to lose a lot of games, right? No. Well, whoops. Because they hired him and they like cleaned house. Yeah, no, I don't think the ownership is going to spend any money. I think I think Cubs fans should be really furious right now because I think ownership is basically using Wrigley Field as a piggy bank because it's one of the two historical ballparks in Major League Baseball. And they're like, oh, we don't actually have to spend money on a good team. We can just attract people to Wrigley Field. Yeah. And I mean, they have a championship. And they've got the 2016 yeah, World Series. Which Unlike the Dodgers, it doesn't have an asterisk. That's a good point. And it does have an asterisk because fucking Aldis Chapman blew the save in the ninth inning. It's got a fucking asterisk. <laughs> I uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but the Athletic did this weird thing where they had a draft, and it was like you had to, and it was all the writer, the baseball writers, and you had to pick a uh, starting pitcher, a position player, a ballpark, and a fan base. I think something like that to build a World Series team around. Okay. And I think that Wrigley Field was the only, or maybe Fenway did too, but Wrigley Field was like one of the ballparks that went in the first, was one of the only ballparks that went in the first round, or maybe the only ballpark. It was either that or Fenway went too, but. I, okay, so here's my hot take about that. Um, question, Sam, can you see the field from the concourse at Fenway? No, it's under the stands. I'm saying that weekly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't like that. I like, I realized this the last time I went to Wrigley when I went to like go get a, I think I went to go get a Polish sausage. And I was like, oh shit, I can't stand here and watch the baseball game and enjoy my Polish sausage. No, I, but they have uh, the radio going under the stands, which is cool. Oh, hmm. like I don't think they have TVs like at, at Yankee Stadium. You like the new Yankee Stadium. You also can't see the field from the concourse because they like decided that they would just rebuild the old Yankee Stadium for some reason and jack the prices up. Yeah. But they have the TV broadcast going at Yankee Stadium and in Fenway. They have the radio broadcast, which is great. OK, because that makes um, me really sad because one of my favorite, you know, I love going to ballparks and one of my favorite things is like taking a walk around the entire ballpark. Have and you gone to Safeco? I've never been to Safeco. I've never been to any West Coast stadiums. Um, we go to Safeco, man. It's like did that you get that you can walk around the whole concourse and see the game almost the whole time. I love that. No, most ballparks you can. My favorite ballparks are PNC in Pittsburgh and Target in Minnesota. And my favorite thing, usually like fourth or fifth inning, I'll get out of my seat and I'll do a, a one lap, two beers and a hot dog. And I'll walk around the entire stadium and just look at the different you know, vantage points and see whatever weird shit they have at the stadium and 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 but you stop and you can still watch the baseball game. Yeah, I really yeah. right. I just don't think they had that sort of tech like right. hovering technology, you know what I mean? In they well, didn't they couldn't do 1898 yeah. or something. It's architecture. It's architecture. It's because Wrigley yeah. in fact I don't know about Yankee Stadium. But because Wrigley and Fenway have the expanded lower deck, right, which right. gives you the quote-unquote intimate feeling, which is good. I get that. That's what people like about those stadiums. Right. The you what? just don't like old ballparks. That's the thing. I, I don't know. It's like a personal I don't preference. Like old ballparks, and but, I don't. <clears throat> I don't know, man. You walk into Fenway, and it's like – 
you're stepping back in time. Like they, you don't get that at city field, which is a ballpark that I really like, but it's different when you walk into Fenway park and it's like, Oh, since the beginning of television, there has been like highlights played in front of that big fucking green wall out there. It's like you watch Ted Williams blasting home runs over the green monster. You know what I mean? Like this shit is like, that's like a fucking vibe. You know what I mean? Which you don't get. Like you can, you know, have all of your sushi and like whatever bullshit amenities, like seeing the ballpark from the sushi bar. But like, you don't have that at these new ballparks. Like you don't get that. <laughs> spoken like a spoken like a true Bostonian. Sam, all I remember is that when we went to that Red Sox White Sox game, I had to turn my head to I see had to turn the, my the head. home plate. I know, Joel. Say it <laughs> that again. Seat, we were sitting in right field, and I was looking at left field. Such a huge inconvenience for you. Like that's just like the worst thing. It's <laughs> just the biggest travesty in fucking human history that Joel had to turn his head like. 15 degrees to see home plate. Well, okay, break. so there's so there's multiple okay, so there's multiple <laughs> this is good. There's like this is good. I don't know how to exp- express what I'm feeling right now. The Joel is it's difference in what you hope to achieve from your baseball experience and like yeah, yeah, For yeah, Sam, yeah. there's probably something very visceral about the sort of the nostalgia of it. There's something that, that that's sort of what you're trying to appeal to, whereas Joel's trying to accessibility and he came maybe doesn't have this, such a sort of nostalgic connection to baseball, like from like youth growing up with it or something like that. I don't think like your dad was likes baseball, but I don't think he was like a like my dad, you know, not crazy. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't. I don't know. The point being is that I think. Father was playing catch with his sons. Was, yeah. Like when did you? When did you go? I mean, when did you first start paying attention to baseball, Joel? You were That's older. Very complicated and interesting question, Thomas, and I'm glad you asked that. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> no, actually, though, when I was growing up, we would go to single A games. We had where in Bend? In Bend, the Bend Bucks at Bend Janet Stadium. And how we old were you when you first started going? eight when i was eight at least like did you enjoy it at the time i loved it yeah i like we did not have an mlb team but we would go to these single a games and then remember that at all and then the bend rockies oh my god were the uh colorado rockies affiliate yeah i remember that so i was a big i had a bend rockies hat interesting yeah but so okay but you don't have a you like you don't have a nostalgic connection to like a ballpark or yeah exactly correct yeah and that's where sam's coming from essentially like and i don't either i don't have a connection to like i I mean i I went to coors field as a youth but i don't have like and i went i mean i went to games and i went to games in san diego i went to game i went to games at new york to yankee stadium when i was a little kid but yeah it's not a nostalgia thing so i i kind of but I do appreciate you don't you don't appreciate like walking into a place and sort of the history of a place. You like history. You care about that shit. Oh yeah, sure. No, I'm saying I'm actually trying to make a, a architecture point that oh that like there's something to advantage. Joe like, just likes the amenities. That's what he's saying. I like the amenities. See, <laughs> sure, yeah. I think what it is is that Sam's just sour that you didn't love. Fenway as much as he does. No, I've just heard this turn my head bullshit like a million different times. And I know that like that's such a stupid thing that Joel likes to harp on because I know he knows what I'm talking about. Like you get the same thing. You go to Wrigley Field, it's the same fucking deal. Yeah, I don't and, like Wrigley Field either. That's that's what made me realize this is that. So here's my here's my, well never mind. I keep going. Because I went to Wrigley last summer. Because last summer I went to Target Field in Minnesota. I went to American Family Insurance Field or whatever the fuck they call it now in Milwaukee, which is like an amazing baseball stadium in a shitty location. I I've got issues with with, with the Brewers folks. Um, the interior of that stadium is terribly ugly. 
Oh, no, 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 no. The interior is beautiful. They've got the retractable roof and just like amazing, like kind of steampunk architecture. But the it's in a it's in a fucking parking lot, which is a problem. I like you gotta come to you gotta come to Safeco. I want to. I, I mean to T-Mobile or whatever. Trip really badly, but I went to White Sox at Cubs last summer, and and I I've been to Wrigley. This is probably my third or fourth time at Wrigley. I've been to Wrigley, yeah, probably more than that. I've been to Wrigley many times. Uh, and I was doing my like walk around because that's what I'd gotten into the habit of doing. And I realized like, what the fuck? I cannot watch the baseball game. Like I, I can't do that. Anyway, so, and it's because of the architecture. It, it is Fenway and Wrigley. And were built before they had the techno technological understanding of building elevated grandstands that were standing like that but it, it's the same reason why they're the only stadiums where you can still have a blocked view by a pillar a pillar yeah 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 but it's also why you get the and i understand why people like this the intimate feeling like right. guaranteed rate field the white Sox stadium i love it it's a shit stadium it really is and white Sox fans need to deal with that um because it is like the opposite of Wrigley Field it is the least intimate stadium you could possibly have it's not fun. super personal it's a nice it's a nice yeah. stadium I mean you get good hot dogs there I mean keeping the fans away from the players is probably a good thing in Chicago sure that, that's actually a good point uh, oh but- no Aaron Judge had a three-run walk-off homer Oh, he's on my fantasy team. So they uh, we don't talk about that. Who is he? Who is he against the Orioles? Who are they playing? Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Sam likes that because it keeps the Blue Jays closer. Mm-hmm. No, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it takes the Yankees farther away. Right. I just don't want the Yankees to win in any scenario at all for any reason. <laughs> yeah, I forget. I guess I forget. So my two favorite stadiums of the like 10 that I visited are Twins, Target Stadium in Minnesota and Pirates, PNC Field in Pittsburgh because I think they do the best job of maintaining that that quote unquote feel of intimacy while still being like modern day ballparks. And they're both in their downtown areas. That's also that. That's my other issue. Like, accessibility. Like you want to walk away. Like Wrigley Fenway is good about this too. The best thing that Wrigley has over guaranteed rate field where the White Sox play is that you can walk outside of Wrigley and and go to a bar and hang out. Uh. uh Fenway is like that also. It's guaranteed rate fields on the interstate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's wasn't in the shadow of, was it near Comiskey where old Comiskey it's was? Next door, yeah, that's where Comiskey was. It's next door to Comiskey. Which is, yeah, which is part of the like urban sprawl of the, the time period, right? No, no, it's more like it, there's a whole, uh, ooh, uh, shit, I should know this guy's name. Fuck. Uh, there's a really good article, and I will post it, about the the baseball field that the White Sox should have had. So, uh, quote-unquote, New Comiskey was built, I think, 1991 or 92, uh, and it's next door to Old Comiskey, which was one of the original baseball parks, right? Mm-hmm. Pull it down. Uh, but there was a, these plans for what they were calling Armour Field, which would have been like like Camden Yards, essentially, except Chicago, like integrated into the neighborhood. Like Camden Yards is a really amazing example of what you could do with the modern day baseball park. Uh, because the easy thing to do is build a big soulless stadium 
on the interstate with a giant fucking parking lot and just like wipe out all the neighborhood houses next to it. That that's what that's what guaranteed raid yield is. But you could do something so much cooler and smarter and have Sam the modern day amenities that I like to have. So no. Uh, I mean, like the, the the thing about Wrigley and Fenway is that they're in cities, but they're also they're not in like a specific like downtown of either of those cities. They're in neighborhoods that have kind of built around the park that has been there for a hundred years. You know what I mean? Like that's why there's that's why there's shit in Wrigleyville. That's why there's shit at Fenway. I mean, if I'm I might be wrong, but I mean, Fenway's a lot of sprawl anyway. But like, it didn't ever seem like a centralized neighborhood to me. It's pretty close to the downtown strip. Is it? Like when we go to when we go to the baseball games at Penway, we park at the Prudential Center, and then it's like a twenty minute walk. Okay. Um, and the Prudential Center is the like Prudential the tallest. Center. Well, it's like the tallest building in Boston. Okay. So it's like it's like downtown. They have good parking uh, there. Yeah. Yeah, they have, and it's like they have game day prices. They have like you know five stories of underground parking there. It's crazy. Um, oh, okay. I, thought, I didn't know it was quite so centrally located, but like Wrigley's like up north, you know what I mean? It's not like down by the water or down like, I mean, like Soldier Field, the new Soldier Field was like more integrated in sort of the downtown area. No, that's not true. That's not true because Soldier Field, like you, you can go to a game at Wrigley and then leave and walk to a ball. You but I'm saying that that's because Wrigley has been there. It's not like because yeah. it's not like they were like integrated the park into Soldier Field is technically downtown, but like, what are you gonna do after a game at Soldier Field? You gotta get in a fist fight. You get in a fist. Have you been? Have you been to Petco Park in San Diego? You know that's like the third time on this podcast you've mentioned this. I really need to go to Petco Park. It's not that. It's not the third. I'm not gonna go back and look. But is that the third time I've mentioned Petco Park? (laughs) Yeah. I can see maybe mentioning it before, but You're really excited about Petco. I want to go to Petco Park. What's so great about Petco? It's just I thought it was cool how it was kind of integrated into the downtown area. It was like sort of part of the surrounding area. So like sort of the architecture led up to it. You kind of see into the park and stuff. I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah. You should definitely well, and you should also you definitely should come here because T-Mobile or Safeco is a open, it's a it's a cool park. It's a, and it was built with, you know, it's modern, it's retractable roof near downtown area well i guess it's not that near downtown or whatever it is but there's other shit closer anyway never mind we're, we're, we've so, been we've been we've been derailed from my point being that is it good for baseball to have the winning teams being from these large markets oh i yeah yeah okay yeah my answer is yes and you guys know i hate the yankees you know i hate the yankees with the passion but the best thing for Major League Baseball would be a Dodgers-Yankees World Series, right? If we're talking about expanding, I'm talking about the best thing for baseball. I'm not talking about what I want. I'm not saying I want a Dodgers-Yankees World Series. I'm saying if you want to, quote, unquote, expand the game, what you need is Fucking, you want Clayton Koshaw and Moogie Betts against Garrett Cole, that piece of shit, and Aaron Judge, that piece of shit? Yes. You want LA versus New York, right? This would be the best thing. And what, it if was- it was L- what if it was the ALCS and the NLCS? What if it was <laughs> Angels? LA, L- LA, New York, LA, New York. Well, because you want Shohai, you want Shohai Otani in the World Series. And Mike Trout. Nobody gives a shit about Mike Trout. You want Shohai Otani in the World Series. And the Mets, yeah, the Mets are good. You want the Yankees. You don't want the Mets. You want the Yankees. But the Mets would be great. Would the Mets Angels be as good for baseball? Or is this strictly no, about no Yankees? No, you want Yankees Dodgers. You you like Rob Manfred will murder someone in order to get Yankees Dodgers in the world. So in Rob Manfred's World but, Series wet dream is the close second 
Angels versus Mets? That's what I'm asking you. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm I'm wondering if he would no Mets over like he wants the Cubs in there too. So, okay, so it's not necessarily about market; it's about the franchise. I mean, they're they're connected. I mean, New York and LA are the largest markets, right? So if you'd have those two in the World Series, you'd take it from your theoretical perspective. Is it also the payrolls? Well, but the, that's what my point is, is that this would also be good for the players because the players would say, hey, the more money you spend on the baseball team, the higher chances you have of going to win a world championship. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Like, we want the Dodgers to be spending $300 million a year. I think the Angels are right there at the top, too, and the Mets, right? They're all among the top spenders in the game, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. They're just stupid, but yeah. But they're both in first place. That, and that was what right. the impetus of the conversation is that this is these are the four best teams, I think, by record in baseball right now. I think so I'm just, I'm just curious as to... You know the Mets and the Angels. I think that know, that's, like I don't think that is good for baseball because I think if Major League Baseball wants the biggest markets to get to the World Series and they do, then that gives that's like absolutely no incentive to change tanking. Huh. Mm. That's an interesting point. Why I don't. Well, because, because there's no incentive for the Cincinnati Reds to try. Because nobody wants to see the Cincinnati Reds. It's all, it's all big market. It's all it's all big market, high payroll teams making it. And that it just goes, okay, well, if we're not going to be high mark, big, big market, if we're not going to be a high payroll, we just tank it and see what happens. But see, I'm no, all- it's not that. Like, what I'm saying is that, like, you know, we went through this whole negotiation between the players and the, the players association and the league. And the players association was trying to address tanking and the league was trying to not address tanking because they don't want Cincinnati in the world series, but right. they want the Yankees the and the, the Dodgers in the world series. Yeah. And so they don't, you know, they don't give a shit. Okay. But the flip side of that, Sam, is that the owner of the Cincinnati Reds, if they want to remain the owner of the Cincinnati Reds, needs to be willing to spend to win baseball games. I don't think so. Why not? Because they can't force them to sell the team. Is there a point where, I mean, that was the, I think that was the question that I had before the lockout ended was, is there a point where there's any financial in- incentive for a management to put a competent team on the field at all like is there is there a cleveland is there a major league scenario major league the movie you know like yeah w- where it get like the product is so bad that something has to happen and it doesn't or like where i guess my question this off season was where they're bottom line doesn't go up where it's not you know your valuation doesn't increase why does it matter if you're putting a garbage product on the field you know what i mean like you put a team out there that goes oh and 162 and your valuation still goes up the next year your your ball club is worth more than it was last year there's never any incentive to spend money at all right 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 i was laying in bed thinking about this the other day because especially about the cups so the Cubs owners are like, we lose money every year, which they're lying about. But you make your money when you sell your franchise and you're guaranteed that your franchise is going to raise in value exponentially year to year. Exactly. So in a sense, the owners are right. They're not lying. Right. By spending any money at all, they're being foolish businessmen because they could just sit there and not spend any money and their valuation would still increase. So thereby, by like the laws of capitalism, they're being they're being foolhardy by spending any amount of money at all. And so them saying, hey, look, we're spending 200, we're spending 30 million on the payroll this year. We didn't, we don't have to do that. That's money that's coming out of our pockets, essentially. 
Yeah, you can be the Cincinnati Reds and go three and twenty-two, and and still increase in their valuation. They're 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 making money. They're making less money if they spend more. Yeah, yeah, that's my point. No, I agree with you. I think I think that's a good point. Uh, now, what I want is a White Sox Mets World Series. Exactly. Well, I mean, while we're wishing here, yeah. I think that would be fucking fun as fuck. We should start a wishing podcast. Yeah. Okay. You know what I think would be fun? I think if the Mariners made it to the playoffs, that'd be fun. Yeah, they're gonna they'll they'll get there someday, man. They'll get there someday. Will they? Society is crumbling quickly. The rate of societal failure is increasing exponentially. I think our time is ticking. Yeah. Yeah. Can the Mariners make the playoffs before we descend into full Mad Max mode? Yeah, before will the Mariners make the playoffs before society collapses in on itself? Yeah. Because I don't think we're far off. Add definitely up on Twitter. Ask <laughs> at us about it. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Sam, you look like you want to say something. You've been sitting He's still there. mad at you about talking shit about Fenway. Yeah. No. <laughs> No, no, no. Just, you know, I'm sick of Joel banging that one I gotta turn my head drum over and over again. Like, no one cares, Joel. (laughs) How about the time I broke my toe the night before we went to Fenway? No, I've heard that story a bunch of times. And then we had, like, a weird... Standing room only. We had standing room only (laughs) seats. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. And I had to stand there. You know where it is a thing? Fenway Park and Wrigley's. down right away. Right, because some people left. Wrigley Field and Fenway Park are the only places outside of Springs. We, like, walked right up and sat Yeah, but our tickets were standing tickets. Those are the tickets we had bought. Right. That's like what teams do when they have enough fans to fill their all their seats. Uh, <laughs> I don't think the Mariners... I had broken, I had a broken toe. Right, and you yeah. sat right down. <laughs> I sat the fuck down. <laughs> it sounds like a hellhole, Sam. Fenway Park is the only ballpark left that Babe Ruth has had a home run in. Oh, Babe Ruth interesting. sucks. Interesting. <laughs> Babe Ruth was a Yankee. Because yeah, he, he was also a Red Sox. He never played the NL. He never played the NL game, did he? Did no, he, play he an played exhibition a game World at Wrigley Series game in Wrigley, but he did never hit a home run. Oh, interesting. At Wrigley. Yeah. But he would have they, hit. Uh, yeah. They, uh, the, there was. I was listening to this game on the radio that Shohei Otani was pitching at. Mm-hmm. Fenway, and so they just had like endless Babe Ruth trivia during that game. Shohei Otani is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a pro Shohei Otani podcast. Uh, guys, we have actually, I think we've gained traction on our argument that radio is actually the ideal format for baseball, like media wise. That thought it was box scores. I thought that was our position. Newspaper. Newspaper. Right, yeah, the newspaper, the box score in the newspaper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I really miss looking at the stats section of the sports pages. The sports pages in baseball season is just like so much fun. Like I remember reading the sports section in the morning and being like, you could spend during the summer, during baseball, you could just read it all day long. And it was like, oh, that guy's has 16 RBIs. That's cool. Right. Just sit there and then be like, damn, that was a good game. <laughs> <laughs> you would have looked at that White Sox box score from last night and been like, holy shit. I would, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would have been so mad. I would have knocked everything off my dining room table, which is. I don't think you would have in the morning after light, you know? Like something just, tells me. Something like tells me. That there, your coffee all over the sports page. I don't know if if, if uh, there's something about the morning time for Joel that probably makes him a little less volatile, although maybe not too early. <laughs> still, still, I'm still an angry, tiny person. 
you haven't you haven't drank copious amounts of alcohol more in the morning exactly i know i get that but i'm still angry yeah angry by the morning light right yeah the joel wright story <clears throat> oh that's what you call angry by the morning light i'm gonna write that down You're welcome <laughs> all right all right we gotta call this because we're at over we're, we're making up poetry yeah no, no. oh but we do let's do another let's do why am i clapping Let's do another Donald Hall episode, though, because we brought it up um, in this episode about fathers. What's the line, Sam? Fathers playing catch with sons. Fathers playing catch with sons. Yeah. Um, we had an episode about that at, two years ago, probably. It was right after COVID. And I want to revisit that because we were talking about going to those single-A baseball games. And yeah, I kind of had my first actual legit catch with my kid the other day, and it was kind of like a pretty weird moment because I was like, oh, he actually caught it. Oh, we're actually doing this. It was kind of it's this happening. moment. <laughs> 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 Try not to panic, you know what I mean? You get let on that you're excited about it. Let's play it cool or else you would have just been like, yeah, forget this. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, we'll talk. We can talk about that next week. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Yump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Follow us on all your social media applications at Twitter, at Dump on the Ump, at Facebook, at Dump on the Ump, Instagram, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Thanks for everybody who's been listening to us. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and review and a subscription. Fuck Josh Naylor, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Sweet babe, I'm going to leave you. And